Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Reekert, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oni, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning to you and welcome to the Coffee Club for June 29th, 2022. This is Wednesday morning. We're originating from Southwest Florida, Jenny and I are, and uh, got a lot of stories to tell you, and I'm going to hold this one particular story till we, it's so important that it's going to deserve its own section, because it's going to deserve some responses, because you guys may be able to help us solve it. But otherwise, we're doing well, um, just keeping busy, and the legend is now back up to full speed. So um, there was a few little problems, but that has been fixed, and we're working on the permanent fix here. And Jennifer, we'll turn it over to you. Well, good morning, everybody. It's looks like it's going to be another hot, hot day here. I see it's already starting out that way. And had our little rain showers last couple of days that have 
cooled it off in the evening, thank goodness. But it's allowed us to do lots of good grilling. Yeah, you like the steak I cooked the other day. Oh, man, it was so tender you could cut it with a fork. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Anything else going on with you besides you're still braille transcribing and still brailing away. Looking no. forward to the convention and no, pretty much just trying to keep you out of trouble. Yeah, that's a full time job. As we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. All right, let's move on to Chris and Dave in south-central Pennsylvania. Well, not much really going on here, just pretty much the usual. Um, We're having cool nights and really pretty warm days and no rain and we could use some. That's not much else going on. Well, we're not getting cool nights, but whatever. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back because you'll be talking. There'll be a lot of questions for you through the day. Uh, Jeff in New York. Well, everything is, uh, what is the word I like to use? Copacetic. Everything is pretty good here. I can't complain. Not much going on. We also need some rain here. We've had, we, we had some rain at the beginning of the week, but we really haven't had a lot of rain this month. But, hey. That's okay. At least it's not snowing. I always say that. And we're going to have a nice nice few days here today and tomorrow and Friday. But by Saturday, we're gonna, we might get some rain on Saturday and Sunday, but they're really not sure. But uh, that's all I can say. Everything is good here. All right. Let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good morning, everyone. Nice day here but it's supposed to get hot later, but uh, up to 90. Um, and things are going pretty well. Uh, now, Bill, I, I'm not going to be here next week. Is the coffee club off next week? I think it is. The coffee club is off next week. Tim's off and I'm off. Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure of that. And so no shows at all next week for me. <laughs> we'll be attending conventions or virtually or yep. however you do it. And, yeah. And uh, this week's countdown is from 65. People yeah. Like yep. I think you heard that. Before uh, I could do the countdown today, I had to pull out three or four or five or six conflicted copies. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, don't ever, wants us to. don't ever play one of those in studio because, oh. Yeah, I know. You'll mess it up. Yep, it will. So, anyway, we'll, but yeah, I, I think it's good for all of us to recharge the batteries just a little bit. And we're working on the new automation station and the new other radio stations so it's just taking a lot of extra work all right michael in near Evansville, princeton indiana yeah good morning everyone uh what's going on here well um 
Last two days have been cool, about 80 degrees, so I've been able to have the windows open, so that's been nice. Today, 87, so we'll see if that lasts. But um, my big issue here is I've had one and maybe two raccoons getting up in my attic, like a bad soffit area in the front over the porch of the house. So got to get that issue resolved and get what's called a pipe trap. So when they stick their paw down that pipe, it will uh, detain them. Because they can get past the box traps. I don't know if Dave's ever dealt with raccoons or animals getting into places where they shouldn't be. But uh, other than that, I uh, my son was here from Phoenix. And we went through and made some changes in the BIOS, the part of the computer that doesn't talk. So that's going to allow me to run Windows 11. And I've been playing around with uh, something called Linux, which is an alternative to Windows. And so playing with some different operating systems. It's just kind of neat what you can do in Linux. Uh, you can, you know, as Bill knows, I'm... I'm I make a computer, a copy of Windows with all my favorite software and settings and everything in one place, and that's great for me, but you can't share it. But in Linux, you can do that and actually publish it. It's called open source so that I can put all the accessible programs in one operating system and settings and documentation and everything and actually share that with the public. So we're working on that. It's a kind of a couple-month project. It may take a while to... It's a learning curve to kind of figure out how things work and to do it right, but... Uh, yeah, waiting for the conventions. Um, I'll be listening to both, and it kind of works out because ACB kind of wraps up Thursday, and the NFB stuff starts Thursday. We'll virtually just get kind of the main events. So I'll be able to participate and listen to both conventions, see what we can learn from that. Of course, ACB's already done quite a bit of stuff last weekend. Uh, but that's kind of the big fun here. What version of Linux are you running, Mike? Uh, is it Orca, uh, Red Hat? I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm, I'm behind the times when it comes to that. Well, Orca is a screen reader. Uh, so I'm playing with one called Accessible Coconut. I downloaded a few. Linux is something that used to be really accessible. Now it's a little harder to make it work. Uh, so there's a few people working on a project to make one that's that's fully accessible. Because uh, even the ones I'm playing with, even though it comes on with a screen reader when you first install it that screen reader may not you may not hear any speech so we have to really document how to use it too but one of the benefits it's very stable so once you get it and it has all the stuff that you may be used to in windows chrome and firefox and thunderbird huh. and so all by the way be, be on the lookout for thunderbird they're coming out with an update a new update for thunderbird and a new update for firefox which is, which is supposed to fix some of the problems that firefox was having with screen reading software yeah, I just updated Thunderbird. I don't know. They're talking about version 102, and I don't have that, so I don't know. But, yeah, Firefox has just been updated, uh, so they fixed some bugs. I'm waiting on NVDA 2022.2 because the point one came out and broke the Braille support. I mean, it worked, but it was like a lot of things are grade one. You didn't get everything in grade two, but the betas have fixed that, so waiting for the official release. But <sighs> Poor NVDA. I still love NVDA. I don't care I know you, you do, but... They sure do break a lot. Well, I would argue Jaws breaks a lot more, actually. But but NVDA was doing a major upgrade. They're changing the code. And when you do that, that thing's Well, I can tell you for every probably one or two NVDA, you'll probably get seven or eight or ten Jaws installations. Probably. Well, I mean, installations like crashes. I don't, I don't have the crashes that a lot of people seem to have with Jaws. Like, I'm not dogging Jaws. It's great. It does things that no other screen reader does. All right. But anyway, we'll get back to some of that. But what we're going to do right now, and we are going to get to everybody. So we are concerned about the temperature in Albuquerque. 
or if you live in wherever you live. We're concerned about it, but we're going to get to it in just a moment. But I had one of those aha moments the other night. Jenny said, cook these, I don't know what it was called, P.F. Chang chicken. And it or beef. It was beef, I think. So I took the bag out and, and uh, went over and found a skillet for it, brought it back over to the stove, picked up my air fryer and moved it over out of the way. And got the skillet, turned it on, got started, and all of a few minutes I started smelling this smell. I said Oh, my goodness, what is this smell? It was getting so strong, I said, I can't I can't breathe in here. It was really getting bad. So I went over and I opened the door to the patio so the air could get outside. And I didn't know what it was. So I went over, made sure the air fryer was all right, picked it up. And I noticed a burner being hot over there. The air fryer had never been turned on. And got that off of there and went outside for about 20 minutes to let it, to let the smoke stop. So I go back and look and I said, oh my God, this whole bottom is burnt in two. There's nothing left here. And, of course, it was too hot to check then, but part of the plastic was on the stove and whatever. So I dealt with, I had dealt with the burner. It was turned off. But my questions are this. A, I don't, well, I've never cooked on the stove since we've been here this time, and if it would have been, it would always be on the right side. And I couldn't figure out how this burner had come on. And I tried to replicate it, and I couldn't get it to push it and, you know, have it come on. I just couldn't figure out what happened. So in the meantime, we have to throw away the air fryer what would you guys do in a situation like that? <laughs> or one thing, don't put the air fryer on the stove. But it wasn't even near anything. I couldn't figure out. That's the problem with the glass top stove, though. They become counters. But it's a flat space. You can put something if you don't have enough room on your counter. Yeah, I mean, Bobby, is that one that where it thought? You know, by that weight, thought it was acting and turned it on because of the weight of the. Could be. We kind of think that maybe the only other explanation that Jennifer gave was maybe, maybe the cleaning type person that was here on Friday may have turned that on very low or knocked it when she was scrubbing. And. Nothing was over it, so nothing would bother it, you know, because I hadn't been near the stove. It's the only thing that we could possibly think of, and that could be possibly wrong. 
the only other thing I thought of is, you know, we have a, a little container that has the utensils, the plastic utensils and things that we always use by the stove. And if, like, the spatula or something maybe would have gotten hit just the right way. But I don't even see, really, if you have to push in to turn the knob, I don't even see how that could do it. Unless it was never, like you say, unless she scrubbed the back of the stove and just turned it a little bit somehow. Or maybe maybe you're, uh, when you were putting the air fryer on top of the stove, it might have hit the part that turns the burner on by, by mistake. I don't know. I've never had that problem, but... Uh... I, I, I happen to like I, I like my glass top stove, but uh, you got to be careful. But I can't like turn the burners on a mine easily because it's behind the stove. It's a, it, it's I should say in front of the stove where you where you 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 really you have to actually turn knobs. But some of them I know have touch controls, but mine is not. So go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I, I was going to say I think I, I would bet that that one of those burners was on, and it might have been low, but it wouldn't take much. To heat the bottom up of the on the air fryer. <laughs> well, I guess because it was sitting there, because we never felt any heat from the stove going by it even in the kitchen. Yeah, I don't know, but it was. Well, now uh, we know why they tell you not to put the air fryers on the stove. Because I actually read that I think in the Kasori it was one of the cautions. So now we know why. So. Dave and Chris, you've got three of them, and you have to be creative where you put your kasoris. They might have said they might have sent one of theirs to you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where do you guys put yours at, Dave? We well, <laughs> what we did because our stove we don't we don't have to use the stove too much because of all the other crazy devices we have, but we put a we have this. Um, glass thing that sits over top of the stove and we we have um well we have a, a cooktop that sits up there and then we the air fryer goes onto the countertop it's it's actually not on top of the stove because things like that can happen especially like with the with the cooktop that we have, it's touch, you know, it's got a touch pad, and, you know, you could accidentally turn it on, so we put the fryer on the countertop. Yeah, we, yeah, we we just don't know, but uh, the fire alarm didn't even go off. We just got new, <coughs> excuse me, fire alarms, and they didn't even go off. But let me tell you, that the smell of that plastic or whatever it is, whatever it oh, has awful. in it, it can almost kill you. It, it is awful. It still smells, even what's... Oh, there's the- nothing worse than burned plastic. Oh, it's it is terrible. toxic. It is toxic. So unless it's burned hair. Well, yeah, that's bad. I got my hair set on fire one time, and my mother sent me down to burn the trash, and we had a garbage barrel. It was on Easter Sunday, so I went down, and they said just put a little bit of gasoline on it, and then get away from it. 
Well, I did that, and it burned all the hair off my head. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't do that again. No. I, uh, my grandpa a- used to burn burn the hair off his arms. I don't know why. But, oh, God, that smelled awful. That's awful. <laughs> there's always the great smell of burnt electronics, like when a computer power supply oh, is yeah. bad or... Mm-hmm. Use the wrong transformer. Oops. So, I guess the next thing is we're going to have to make some rearrangements, and we will. So that that my thing is now, how am I going to get that hardened plastic off the stove? Jenny, I would try turning it as low as you can for a few minutes and see if you can melt it slightly, and then take a plastic knife or a plastic scraper of some kind and see if you can lift it up. That's what I would try first. You don't think yes. that would damage the glass top by doing that, guys? I don't no, think so. no, not if you use plastic. Yeah, so going to have to do other, Otherwise, you know, you're going to have a problem with the stove if you go to use the stove. Well, that side of it anyway. And that's going to heat up and be a lot well, worse. Well, we we wonder if there was something wrong with the stove, you know, because, like I said, it's not the easiest thing to get those burn. Well, that's happened before, because remember when our friend came over and he said this, that burner was on? Well, yeah. It looked like it was on, and he went over and messed with it, and he said it wasn't clicked all the way off. Yeah, it could be that it, it may... it. it I'm, I would bet it was probably on, and it could be that maybe, you know, like when you turn it off, the button or the knob sort of pops out a little bit so you can tell if it's off. And um, it could be that it didn't come out all the maybe way. Maybe it's sticking. I think what I'd do, Bill, is, uh, oh, one of the old tricks is where you take each one of your uh, burner knobs Put, you know, without turning it, but push it in, let go of it, push it in, let go of it, and see if there's anything, see if if they're all loose. If that is you know, right. To make sure that they all come the whole way out. I don't particularly like this stove anyway because it has the most inaccessible oven I've ever seen. Can't even mark it. It is just terrible. Bill, nothing could be as worse as the one I had when we had the house, and it was a touch touch-controlled oven, but you couldn't braille it because the minute you put any braille or touched it, it would, it would, it would activate a function. I'm, so I'm assuming that yours is like the same thing. You can't braille those things. Um, so I, I get it. because uh, my, my, uh, my oven is not touch-controlled. Well, it, it is somewhat touch-controlled, but, but, but there are buttons, but you can feel them, so I can lower and raise the temperature of the oven, and if I count the number of times I push that button, it every five degrees so I can count where I am so that works that's why I like the ones if you can get them and they're hard to find that are direct entry because I put a we made a braille overlay and we can just punch three zero zero those are uh, hard, those really are hard to find they happen to yes, be in an appliance store and you, they either got a special order or they can't find them at all so I'm really old fashioned I like the knob that you could turn to about six o'clock and know it was about three fifty and <laughs> I like the old-fashioned stove where I used to light the oven when I was living in the Bronx, and, I'd, and it would go poof, like that with a fire. <laughs> that was kind of fun. <laughs> you now, had to be careful. 
Does anybody else, do we have any raised hands? Does anybody? We don't now, but we can ask people if they want to raise their hands. Do you guys have any comments to add to this subject? Well, well, I see we have Charles and we have Beth. So, Charles, okay. can you unmute yourself? And Beth, you'll be next. Yes, can you hear me okay? We hear oh, you. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, first, sorry what happened. Uh, a couple things. First of all, you ought to, you know, I'm just saying this as a matter of discussion now. <clears throat> you ought to be glad that none of your neighbors came over because they, since they know you're blind, they'd want <clears> to <throat> they'd throw a fit and say you don't, you don't need to be doing that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. When sighted people, nothing meant. When sighted people uh, have a problem like that, nobody says anything. But if you're blind, they make more more of a uh, stink about it. And, you know, I can understand why, I guess, in a way. But even so, um, also, could you ask the per- tell the person, maybe you already have, and I'm telling you something you already did, um, who came over the situation and asked her, what, does she know what happened? Does she put something there that shouldn't have been there? Well, that I guess we'll have to tell. Her, um, unfortunately, it's basically, hello, how are you with her? Because she she has no... no uh, no real speaking in English. So Oh, oh, okay, that. Oh my goodness. That's really bad. Yeah. Well sorry I said something that maybe I shouldn't have said. No, but. no, no, that's fine. But that's fine, but okay. we appreciate your input and you're right. You're right. If it's other people you're right. But we just want to get and, to the bottom of it. Yep, and that's that's the one of the real problems of being blind. If you have a problem or or make a mistake or whatever, um, you know, people view it differently. It's just like on the, on the job, uh, nothing meant. But if you get hurt on the job, um, you know, the least little thing, you know, they view, view it so differently. And because, um, you know, well, when I worked at Denny's um, and I didn't know I cut myself because sometimes you could cut yourself and not feel it, not know you did it. And uh, the managers, you know, told me to stay home like a day or two. And, you know, she wasn't very pleased. But I know that if if I were cited, it would have been handled differently. And, um, you know, it's not much you can do about it. So anyway, I guess I've taken enough time um, on here. Maybe I'll call in later when there's free time, you know, if there is. Well, there will be. And. Because I do have a question later on, but I will ask that uh, later on when when uh, this is over. All right. We'll be here for it. Thank All you, right. Thanks Thank you. a lot. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Beth, you're next. Go ahead. Okay. Whoops. I'm unmuted now. Yes, you are. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm sorry. Jaws is confusing me so much right at the moment. But I the, the places that I've lived in that do have stoves i they've always been electric stoves well actually there was one in northfield minnesota and that was a house that i think was something like 100 years old and the top floor was made into an apartment and that apartment had a stove that was almost as old as the house it was a gas stove 
like I don't have any problem normally with gas stoves, but when it didn't go poof right away when it turned on, sometimes I was afraid that it was eventually going to go poof and I wasn't going to be there. But yeah. these the stoves that I worked with, I usually I have gotten some, well, in the last couple of apartment buildings that I lived in that have stoves in the apartments. This one, the assisted living apartments don't seem to have them so well what can i say that we've got one in the activities room but we had um i i actually had some bump dots about this well actually the size of the 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 rubber bump things that are the bumpers that are put on cupboard doors when they close them they don't close so loud and i put someone helped me to put those on an oven that I had on certain areas, and it really worked out well. And they, we also did that at the time with the washer and dryer I had in my apartment. Yeah, those are good for that. Yes. But we're just trying to keep safe and know mm-hmm. the oven, the, the air fryer is lost because it's burnt in two. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad that you... I'm glad you're all right, though. Yeah, and, you know, um, it seems like since I had the heart surgery and if that was COVID I had back in January, when I get around those things like that, it bothers my lungs more. And I don't don't want no more part of that. I know. it's, it's, It's really easy after a while to have that happen too and right. I just pray so, that it doesn't happen. So we can the material can be replaced but we can't be so that's, that's, exactly that's right. why we're doing that so we'll move on Beth and we'll come back to you if you want to talk about the state in just a few minutes about what's going on in your world um We'll do that, Gail. Well, we'll talk about that in just a little bit because I'll be breaking my own rule here. So thanks for for chiming in on that, Beth. All right, Gail is next. Go ahead and mute yourself, Gail. Uh, Hi, everybody. Um, Explain it again how this happened. Explain again how this happened because... um, well, I have a stove in my kitchen that I put 100%. bump dots that I had with help put bump dots on. But those buttons that I have, I had a friend here once who came from Minneapolis to stay with us for a couple days or a day. And she actually accidentally hit that thing and it turned on the oven. And uh, I didn't realize I had something in there and it burned that thing. We had to throw it. And the smell and everything. She was really, really sorry. But I don't know what to do, you know, and that's all you've got is what they what they put, you know, or how they put things in these stoves. There's nothing you can do about it because that's what they have. Is the buttons are set out, so and they're on the bottom, you know, and the, it's not like you can reach back and hit the button. It's easier with, when you can, because at least that way, you don't. You're not so apt to hit it. These are on the back. the The burners have knobs, and they're on the back of the stove. But 
No, actually, what had happened was I, because I hadn't used the stove in a long time, I picked up the air fryer and moved it back on the far corner on the other side of the stove where I never used the burners and set it down and went to get the skillet to cook the rice and the meat in, and that's when it happened. And we just don't know how long, because that happened real, real quick. So we just don't know. But Well, I, just, I guess I wasn't helpful, but at least, you know, yeah. I tried. And Beth, you know, Beth tried. It helped. And I hope it never happens again. We no. want you around a while. Yeah, I'd like to be around a little while longer. It won't so, happen again. No. No, Jennifer will make sure it doesn't happen, right, Jenny? We'll make sure that doesn't happen again. We've Thank you, Gail. Something else might, but that won't. Thank you much, everyone. All right, Ed, you're next. Ed Schwul, come on and uh, unmute, please. Good morning. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, my voice. Um, I kind of walked in the middle from you know of everything that's going on. So, from what I understand, you put your air fryer on the back burner and didn't realize you turned it on is that what happened well close to that but we didn't turn it on we don't believe we turned it on we think that it had been left on or it had been on very 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 low um i just put it out of the way so it would be out of the way when i was cooking with the skillet and i wanted plenty plenty of distance between me and an air fryer and well, sometimes I notice, now I don't know if you were doing anything in the oven, you know, and it also depends upon what kind of stove you have, but sometimes like when you do things in the oven, if you put your hand on the back burner, it gets really warm because the oven's on. Well, we don't use the oven or the stove because it's just not accessible. It's not even marked. So you couldn't tell if you was on 350, 370. That's why we have a June oven or another oven to use that we use but we don't even turn on the oven but it looks like this third burner must have gotten turned on some way I'm not figuring out how and I'm going to say within the few seconds I got to it it because it burned that whole bottom off of the air fryer all you could see is wires so it happened that quick now I know um, see the, I heard somebody talking about the stoves like like where they have the buttons in the front oh, and yeah. I I really don't like those kind because even if you're out in the kitchen and if you're not paying attention if your butt wipes you know right up against the stove next thing you know the stove is on so i really don't like those kinds now the kind that we have here is a glass top stove yeah and that's what this I'm, is i'm kind of i'm still trying to debate whether i really like it or not there's advantages and disadvantages but um uh, but i'm sorry to hear that happen but i'm glad you're okay well, I wanted to get a dual, uh, dual blade or whatever, dual glaze or whatever it was wanted anyway, but I didn't want to get it that way. <laughs> yeah. I, there's another easier way to to do that, but it, it happens. It's just, it's not that I'm 
you know, just I'm talking about it for a reason so that maybe all of us together can come up with some safe ways to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Well, I'll tell you one thing I did, and it was really, you know, I wasn't thinking. This was quite a while ago. This was, I was, I had a long day at work, and I had, so, and I had to go to the grocery store. So I came home, and I was putting groceries away, and I had a, a bag of flour, and I left it in the plastic bag. Well, without thinking about it, I put it on the back burner of the stove, and I didn't think about it, and I started to cook supper, and all of a sudden, my house filled up with smoke, and I thought, what the heck, and here it was, I had turned on the wrong burner, and neither to say that bag of flour is <laughs> no more, but... Wow. Yeah. What, a, what a mess, Ed. Oh, it was, I mean, um, everybody thought I was really smoking up something big in the house because, I mean, smoke was coming out. Is there a fire in there? It's like, nope, just melting plastic and flour. It'll be all right. So, eh. But, but I'm believe- glad you're okay. Oh, yeah, fine. But I believe that stove should be properly from the manufacturer. You know, you get relatives or whoever you can find to come in and try to halfway mark them. I believe there ought to be a standard so, you know, or there's some indication, maybe when a burner is on, or you know burner A, burner B, burner C. Um, well, maybe Amazon will come out with a smart one that Lady A can operate or something. Uh, you know, wait a second. Uh, uh, the NFB, and I'm, 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 I'm out, maybe you can correct me, Tim, if you're there listening. If I remember correctly, it was the NFB and the ACB, either, either one of the organizations was, was lobbying Congress for a standard in how they produce appliances to make them all accessible, but that seems to have never gone anywhere. But that was something that I do know that has been around on the agenda for years and years right now. Uh, that years was happening back in the late 90s. That's and, because we're and, a, major- a minority, not a majority. And, and again, Chris, look how far we've come. We haven't come, we haven't come along, we haven't come far no, enough it, yet. No, it got the, nowhere. The only thing yeah. current right now is medical device accessibility, and we hopefully that will get enough traction to doing some of this political advocacy it is hard work because you get a few members of congress interested in it but there's so many things going on that sometimes it just never gets there and sometimes when it comes up in a a future you know session of congress with different representative that's a good sign that maybe it can go somewhere but yeah it, it's hard to get legislation and know. and even when you can a lot of times you can get a law passed even even if you can get a law passed, they take the teeth out of it to get it passed. Yep. So it, you may have a law, but there's no recourse. Right. So well, no, one thing I noticed too about those sto- you know stoves, depending upon which kind. Now the one I mean gas stoves, you know once you turn off the burner, it cools off very quickly. And the electric ones, you know, like the I guess you call them the coil, you know, like where it has the burners on it. Um, it, when you turn it off, it also cools off. But these glass top stoves, it, you turn them off, and they stay hot for quite some time. And you have to re- you have to put that in in uh, figure that in when you when you cook something the on thing, those things. The thing that I don't understand is if that had been on all that time, why didn't we feel any heat? Because I've walked over 
by the stove several times since we've been here, and it seems like if the burner was on, you'd feel some of the heat radiating from it. Well, I don't know if we'll ever, we'll ever really know that, Jennifer, at this point. No. Ed, thank you very much. We do have one more hand raised, and she's had it raised for a while. Fran, can you unmute yourself, please? Hello. Well, what a mess to happen. But anyway, um, I've had enough kitchen accidents that <laughs> I'm very careful nowadays. So um, before I cook anything, I, you know, try to, you know, put my hand, if not on the burner, at least over it to make sure that it's not warm. Because sometimes if it's just on a tiny, tiny bit, you don't necessarily know it's on because, um, you know, it's just, I don't know, you, you don't know it's on because it's on so faintly that it happened to me. Somebody had was cleaning the stove and hit the knob. And I think that sounds pretty much like what happened, although if you felt the burners or, you know, around them and you didn't feel any heat, then maybe when you moved the air fryer onto the burner, you might have bumped the knob or something. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I there's a couple of things that I keep on the stove, but I move them. Um, when I'm going to cook, usually unless I'm you know unless I'm using that. Um, but what a mess! Yeah, and it can be, and you know, um, it's not. I mean, I don't want to see an appliance destroyed, but you really can't fix this one because the parts and everything you'd have to get to get it fixed would would cost oh, yeah. more than the unit but you've still got to be careful and I'm slowly phasing but we had a uh, that June oven and it's a wonderful thing not here in Florida yet but I had one back in Indy and people all the time that was their dumping ground to put things on the top of it well that causes safety hazards with that June. It starts running longer. It won't shut off. All kinds of problems when they put... I've seen bread up there. I've seen whatever, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Metal pans. Whatever. I have found with some people, if there is a flat surface, they will pile stuff on it. Yeah, I have a I have a friend who's like that, and she um, came over and she piled a bunch of stuff on top of my um, grill, and um, so I was not happy because that grill, you know, it's, it times everything. You know, so, God, I can't remember the name of it is now, <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't want anybody putting anything on that because it might uncalibrated or something. Or, I had a better experience, Fran, but I, I was in Florida with my mom, and uh, my pa- my dad had passed away, and I went down to visit my mom, and I went to put a steak in the oven. I opened the oven, and my mom said, don't, don't touch, don't don't use the oven. I said, well, I just want to, I want to put a steak on the broiler. She goes, no, no. I looked in her oven. She was using her oven for a filing cabinet. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, needless oh, to say, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't cook your steak 
No, I didn't cook my steak. She said, we'll, we'll go out for steak. I'm not in the mood to empty the oven right now. So, so I, I guess I can't complain. Can't say I've ever heard of that one before. I, I knew somebody that used to. Well, she never used her oven, but uh, so she didn't cook much, but she kept her records in her oven. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're talking about hot ends. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good one, Bill. <laughs> I have been known to keep a pan or two in there, but it's something that if it got turned on, it wouldn't really hurt. It would just be annoying. Yeah, I used to have a couple of cast iron skillets that I used to kind of store in the oven because I didn't really have any place else to put them. We, we had and, a cat uh, get in ours once. <laughs> oh, my cat got oh, my no. dryer. And you, yeah, well, I didn't really know that it was in there, and I'm throwing the clothes the, in, you know. And she didn't door meow open. or anything at me throwing clothes oh. at her. But, boy, as soon as I turned that dryer on, meow! Oh, gosh. <laughs> Poor little remember, thing. She wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't have anything to do with me for about three days. I remember we had, uh, I, I was baking some um, Captain Ken's baked beans in the oven. And they're in one of those square foil pans. Right. And I picked it up using a potholder, but from the top. Oh. And it collapsed. Oh. oh I always oh, bake that stuff on a baking sheet because it's too hard to handle when it's hot. Have you, yeah, ever, have you ever made a mistake by putting a can of baked beans in the stove? You know, my, I, I don't know. Maybe are you, I don't like baked. I don't. Never mind. Don't go into that because I'll get I'll get I'll get hassled here by by the panel. But uh, <laughs> when, when you when you bake baked beans. Um, a friend of mine used to take the can and put it in boiling water, and but he did it and he forgot to open, put, he forgot to vent the can. I mean, that's that that could be that's dangerous oh. enough as it is. Ooh. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I had when I was in school. I must have been in elementary school. I had a friend. Her mother, who was perfectly sighted, baked a a pie. It was some kind of fruit pie in one of those metal pans. It was a frozen pie, and she thought if she just grabbed it from the sides near the bottom she could get it out of the oven and without putting it on a baking sheet and it collapsed on her and burned her feet really bad and uh, so since then i've never baked anything like that without putting it on a baking sheet oh i wanted to mention um one of your callers was talking about how you know, people make a bigger deal if a blind person does something. Um, I had an incident like that. I had somehow or another, and this was my fault. I had some, I had an, there was a um, towel that got into the oven. I was, because um, I had it on the stove, and I guess, you know, when I opened the stove, it fell in the oven. And Instead of reaching in and trying to figure out why isn't the why is the oven door not closing right, I just slammed it, <clears throat> which was not a good idea. No. Next thing I know, I'm smelling smoke, and um, you know, so I went and got a neighbor to see if she could get the, ta- you know, grab something and get the towel out. Well, she couldn't, so I had to call nine one one, and I didn't want the manager to find out because. She didn't want me in there in the first place. She had all kinds of misgivings about 
you know, is she going to be able to take care of herself? Is she going to burn the building down? You know, is she going to be able to, you know, take, you know, take care of herself? Fortunately, by the time I left that place, she and I were good friends, and she said that she was sorry that she didn't really want me in there at first because she didn't think I could take care of myself. But after she saw me, you know, things were better. But what happened was she just said, was going to not allow me to cook in my apartment anymore because of that. And fortunately, I had a neighbor who said, well, you know, uh, so-and-so dropped a potholder in their oven the other night, and, you know, they don't have to stop cooking. And, um, you know, she's telling me, well, honey, maybe you should just use the microwave. And I'm like, mm-mm, no, no. I said, anybody can have an accident, you know. It can it can happen to anybody. It doesn't. You don't have to be. It's not worse when it's a blind person. It's the same thing. Um, you know. And fortunately for me, uh, my neighbor said, oh, "I wonder why her smoke alarms didn't go off." Well, what you could do is you oh, can order. Yeah. You can order in every day, Fran. But, have but, you food delivered? What, what oh is, yeah. Uh, well, I do that a lot anyway. <laughs> but getting you back know, to but this, you, why don't you make Gary do the work in the kitchen? Yeah. But getting back to this, Fran, <laughs> That's the funny. Sm- the, getting back to the smoke alarms, was the folk, the smoke alarms not properly installed? Yeah. So she couldn't really, um, you know, give me any trouble or, or make me, you know, do anything different because they had to, you know, as soon as they said, my neighbor said, why didn't her smoke alarm go off? Um, she backed down. She was a lot nicer after that. Does it actually have to be smoke, though, Dave, and not just a smell? Is that why they didn't go off? Uh, it It's supposed to with smoke, but sometimes it'll go off for other reasons. Steam sometimes yeah, steam. will set it off. Yeah. Uh, some of the newer mm-hmm. ones, that that doesn't happen, but with, I know, we had a couple of the older ones, and every time, like, we... We would get a bath or something, and the steam would come out and set the smoke detector. Off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had, I had to. That happened to me in my first. That, that happened to me in my first apartment. Yeah, my the first apartment I ever had, and I'm you know, I'm in the shower, and the smoke alarm goes off. I'm like, oh no, you know. So I jump out of the shower and I wrap myself in a robe, and I run out and I'm like, somebody help me! Who's <laughs> on fire? And they came and told me that, you know, no, sometimes the bathroom steam does that, you know. But I was really scared. But, you know, hey, we got over it. We need smoke detectors, but they really can be a pain. I like to kick, like, every time I cook English muffins, for example, I like them burnt. But mm-hmm. the smoke detector always goes off. So I'm getting used to that. Fran, thank you very much. Sure. Well... It just concerns me because that one didn't go off at all, and it was. The, and we have two new ones, and it was really smoky. I mean, but you you, would you like me to come over and do all your cooking, Jennifer? Oh no, but I better not do that because she'll take me up on it. So <laughs> I don't think so. She's waiting on your soft hands, Jeff. That's true, Julie. Can you unmute yourself, please? Yes. There you uh, go. We have a situation, and I don't know how it is in other people's buildings, but I live in a building that was built, or part of it at least, was built in like 1910. And it has extremely high ceilings. And in our lease, it says, 
that we are responsible for our smoke alarms. Now, we didn't buy our own smoke alarms to have installed in this building. And, you know, a bunch of seniors are not going to get up on ladders to do those ceilings that are really high. Um, in an apartment building, should that be the managerial responsibility? Well, it should be, but as you just said, it's in your lease that you guys are responsible for them. But it should be. I know in my place, I live in an apartment complex here in the, in the suburbs of Albany, and once a year, no, twice a year is about they come they come in and they check the smoke detectors. Now, I have two in my apartment. I have one in my, in my foyer between my kitchen or my kitchen, the living room area, and my bathroom, and I have another one in my bedroom. Now, the one in my living room or area or that area is hardwired into the building. There's no batteries for that one. But the one in my bedroom has batteries, and they check them both to make sure they're working. So, yes, I, I believe that management should be responsible for that. So, but unfortunately, it's in your lease. So, well, they well, but they're but they're going to have a problem because lots of seniors are not going to do that, or if they do, they will fall badly. And and um, and if the smoke alarms are not going off when things happen, that's going to get to be an issue for the building. I would think this is true. Mike, did you want to? Well, say I was going to say, yeah. I mean, some of that varies between the states, but there are fire codes. So just call one of your firehouses and find out once and for all usually that usually that means that you cannot disconnect it but you're right it also may mean that you're responsible for the batteries in it but yeah you definitely just call one of your fire stations because uh yeah they'll and answer I don't it you think there's a problem they'll come out and inspect it they could, i don't mind paying for batteries oh. i just don't want it we just don't want to have to put them in go ahead tim yeah I was going to say, I know they expect you to replace smoke alarms every 10 years. And so I'd say now you're much better off buying the ones with the 10-year battery. Um, and that's the way most of them are now. In New York State, you have to have those kind of batteries. There is no such thing as we replace the battery on the smoke detector. When new, When smoke detectors go in now... They are all 10-year smoke detectors so that the batteries can't be replaced. Now, if a smoke alarm is hardwired in, what if the electricity goes out? Um, there is a battery backup a on backup. those. Yeah. Well, yeah, if it doesn't have a battery backup, then it won't work. Right, there's a battery backup in those, uh, in those uh, uh, Julie. But, and we've had the battery. We've had smoke, and also we have fire doors, so that when the smoke, when the, when there's an alarm that goes off in the building, it automatically closes the fire doors because they work on they they work on electromagnetic, electromagnetic, electromagnetic. At least it used to be that when the electricity went off, it automatically closed the fire doors because it released the. Yeah, it does that here. Yes. Yeah. It still does it here, Tim. Yeah. So I mean. It is. It is. A, it is. It is a problem sometimes, Julie. And, and and by the way, Charles, you were right about the fact about sighted and blind people. There was a, a person who was deaf and blind in my apartment building, and he left uh, something cooking on the stove too long, and the smoke detectors came, went on. But he gave the fire department a hard time when they when they went into his apartment, and all of a sudden, he's no longer living in the building. He went somewhere, but we don't know. That's all I can say. Gary, can you unmute yourself, please? Thank you, Julie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, talking about smoke detectors, um, I've had some dealings with them. I had a defective one 
it took me two years to replace the one place we lived in. Um, and uh, but here uh, in this building, uh, they will replace uh, the batteries. They just you know just let them know when you need it done, and they'll do it. Uh, I had thought that I had to buy them, so I went and bought some. But you know, I don't know. I've had them for years. <laughs> they may not be any good. The last time I had them replaced, they did it. So I was happy about that. But that should not even be in the least. They need to replace. So that should be done uh, by management, in my humble opinion. Well, as Mike I said, agree. every state and every municipality yeah. has different rules on that stuff. New York State is very, very strict. They enforce the, the inspections, and we've actually... I've actually seen fire inspectors checking our building. And, and oh, they do that here, too. They come around, uh, I think, yeah, they do once or twice a year to check stuff. So, yeah, so that it? definitely needs to be done. I mean, well, I wonder, can, God, you, you have to. can you have a, like a person from the fire department come and check them? Yeah, they'll do it. You just call them. Hey, so they may change the say, I have concerns too. about my building. They will come out and check it out. And they will notify the landlord if there's problems. Thank you, Gary. Sure. Ed, do you want to unmute yourself again, please? There we go. Yeah, I was just going to mention that when I used to live in Columbus, and I lived in, you know, I guess they call it a high-rise apartment, and uh, sometimes... Depending upon the intensity of the fire, um, people, like, you know, they would leave things on the stoves. Well, not only would their smoke alarm go off, but they would end up setting off the alarms for the whole building. And when that happened, uh, you know, of course, you had the sirens or whatever in the hallway. But then that also stopped the elevators, the elevators. Or if the power went out, you know, the that's what, that was always my big paranoia i was always afraid that because i lived on the very top floor of the 14th and i kept thinking man what if i'm on this elevator and i start going up and the power goes out because i i always do i just don't like elevators for that very reason <laughs> but yeah it's the smoke alarms though like i said you know if you live in certain kind of buildings they if if it's a big enough fire then they'll set off the whole floor and when the whole floor is set off then the whole building is set off and um elevators will stop and and you know i don't know how they'd expect people to get downstairs if they're like in a wheelchair or something that's kind of you know i think when our elevator when the when the power goes out in our building and the and the elevator is running uh, it will it will have enough power enough reserve it's a hydraulic system so it gets you to the nearest floor, and the door opens up, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I, I would be grateful for that, but I'll, I'll never live in a high-rise again. No. Uh, I mean, it seemed like once a week, everybody was, you know, the fire alarms would go off, or the building would get so hot that they would automatically, you know, set things off or whatever. I don't know. I just, uh, I like my porch or patio or whatever, but... Um, yeah, that, that's all I want to say. All right, Ed, you'll Bill, be back. We went to the convention, and we were up there on one of the high floors in that hotel, and they did a fire drill. Oh, yes, on a Sunday afternoon, and we all had to leave. It was at the NFB convention, actually. 
I think, or maybe yeah. they seemed, and we all had to leave, and that was a mess, trying to get all the people out of there. Well, yeah, because yeah, you couldn't use the elevator, so we had to go down all those flights of stairs. That's when it was truly possible. Um, My mom lived in a, an accessible building. I mean, it was totally wheelchair accessible. They had ramps, and she was on the fifth floor. But I have to admit, when uh, when I would go downstairs with her in her wheelchair, it was hard to hold it back <laughs> going down those ramps. They were pretty steep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of those ramp, wheelchair ramps are pretty steep. All right. I guess right now we pretty well exhausted this topic. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's go to general comments. Whatever is on your mind. Um, oh, Bill, we have one call. Okay. Sorry about that. It's pretty brief here. From Kalamazoo, I know you listen to these things even during the coffee club, so you're talking about your stove conundrum. Well, if you want to prevent future problems, if you think you may have turned a knob on, what I have done is I have gotten these child protector things that cover the knob and I put them on all the all the knobs of my stove and only open them when I use that burner so that might be a solution for future mishaps. Have a good day. Bye. And that's a very good idea. That is a good idea. Besides not not putting that in a position to where it could happen too. So that's a very good idea. All right, we're open to general comment, uh, whatever is on your mind. Gail, can you unmute yourself, please? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm looking forward to the um, NFB convention. I'm going to be doing it virtually. I'm going to be doing it virtually. And I hope, you know, from what I'd heard from people or certain people, they're only going to stream like the, and maybe someone said this before too, just the general sessions and, you know, so it's not like, it's not like being there, but at least I'll get something out of it. And also I'm going to be getting together with a friend on the 4th of July for the day and and hopefully everything will go well with that. And I just wanted to say hi to everybody, and I hope everyone has a wonderful 4th of July and, and all of that. So, thanks a lot. All right, Gail, and you mean you're actually leaving the apartment and going someplace on... on uh, we might. I have a friend that we might go out to eat somewhere, like um, Pizza Ranch or something like that. Oh, there you go. And maybe if all works out well, we... Uh, I, I do like the fireworks for the sound. Yeah. Well, whatever you do, make it a fun day. It should be. So thanks a lot for letting me chatter a little bit here. And right. also have a wonderful 4th of July. I was just going to ask, is there going to be um, a coffee club? 
Next week, it's, no. No shows so. next week, but the week after, yes. We okay, decided, thanks for clearing that up for yeah. me. All right, thank you, Gail. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. All right, your next, uh, let's, let's do this. Uh, can you unmute yourself, Charles, and then we'll get to you, Ed. Um, yes, um, question. First of all, uh, Jeff, um, did I hear correctly uh, in the past couple of weeks you said you'd be running for an ACB board position? No, not me. Oh, no, I'm not oh. involved. In, no, no. The only thing I run, the only thing I run, is from the bathroom to the bedroom every more every morning. So no, we're not doing. We're not doing any. We don't do any politics. I don't do any offices. I'm. I am a member of my local chapter, but I am not. I do not do any of that stuff, Charles. Oh, okay. Because if you were, I would. I would have given you my vote if you were. So, I mean that as a compliment. Thank you, um, Charles. <laughs> you, you're welcome. Another question. Uh, anybody know where you can get? I, I know they have the money identifiers out, um, you know, that the library gave with the AAA battery, but I'd like to find one that used to have the 9 volts. Uh, are they available anywhere? Or any new ones coming out? I have one I, I use on my iPhone, but I don't even know if they still, yeah, it's still available. Yeah. It's I've called the Locktel Money any, Identifier. Doesn't your... Uh, well, I still have one, yeah. But it's it's still... I still like the... Because I got the one from the library I like using, too. I just like the old stuff, just even just to keep it for a keepsake. And doesn't your oh. new phone, doesn't it... Um, um, doesn't, yeah, the blind shell does it, and I use it. But yeah, does I it. just like... I like to have it basically just for... Uh, keepsake, you know, just for a souvenir. Yeah. Well, I wonder if... I any, know it's kind of strange, but... I wonder if any of the, like, visual aids catalogs would have one. I don't know. I can go look again, because I heard of one place, and I forgot the name of it. i got to find it. Uh, that's coming to the NFB and maybe the ACB conventions that has money identifiers. And if, if I could ever find me one... Um, you know, that's decent with the 9-volt battery. I would get it just to keep it as a souvenir. You know, just just like the one I have from the library. You know, it's a souvenir. Um, you know, I know it's... I like collecting old stuff like that. Well, the problem, I, don't, I don't see any harm in it, really, but... The problem is, Charles, there's been a lot of new currencies. Uh, it may not be able to read. I don't... I mean, they've been using the... Uh, AAA battery for at least 15 years. I've never seen one with a 9 volt, so I just would be concerned it wouldn't be able that to read That came out before money. that one. Yep, that came out before that one. Okay. And, you know, I was just wondering because, um, you know, well, eventually you you're not going to need that stuff. Yeah, but I just like to keep bar, stuff. Uh, AT guys, if they don't have it, they probably know where it is or. I think right, the that's note true. Teller, I, I could call them. I think the they note what? teller may have used a 9 volt. I'm not sure. I used to have one. It's just fun to have something that's old that you can't get anymore just for, you do know, they, old times' sake. Do they still sell it, Chris, the note teller? I don't think so, but I don't know for sure. Well, let me go Google it real quick, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, see, you, can, you might be able to find one on eBay. Okay, that's another place to look. Okay. 
I mean, I know I use my I use my phone, um, my Locktel Money Identifier, which I which I don't even know if they still have that. I know it's in the App Store, and I I bought. I think I think it cost me money to buy that originally, Tim, but I have. Oh it. my goodness! Um, but I also have a thing on my Sarah reading machine that's called Buck Scan. It'll read the paper bills, so that works as well. So that and I like that. Seeing AIs works very well. On that. I've never even done that, but I know they, I know it does. Charles, thank and I you. Like the, oh, good. I'm right. Sorry. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. Oh, if they put shoot, I just thought. Of course, it's not a it's not a uh, nine volt one, but when they update his blind show classic, it'll have lookout on it, and lookout will read them. Oh, that's a good that's a good thing oh, to know. Yeah. All right, Joe, you're next, and Ed, and and Ed, I mean, and Gary, you'll be next, and then we'll have Ed Schroll. Go, go ahead, Joe. Can you unmute yourself, please? All right, uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to you, Joe. Gary, can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah, talking about money uh, readers, uh, I found, I, I read about one called the Qatari Money Reader, which was developed by somebody in the land of Qatar, and that one, you can count money with it. Can you explain also. that, Gary? Yeah, let's say you have $50, and so you would set it on the counting setting, and you would run the bills through, and then it would say amount, and it would then say $50. Oh, okay. Um, that's what it... And then also it'll read individual bills also. So you have those choices on that. And uh, I just read about it somewhere recently and I got it and I was just using it uh, the other day to play around with it. And it seems to work pretty well. I think, unfortunately, we're getting to be... Uh, at some point, we will be... Not some point, we are getting to be a cashless society. Oh, I think so. So, I very rarely carry cash. Carry cash. I, I mean, I don't. I I use my Apple Card, or which which I can use as a debit card or a credit card, depending on what card I have it linked to. Um, and I use my iPhone to pay for my bus fare. Except, and I, you know, and I, I don't use cash a lot these days. So uh, no, I don't either. Yeah. Okay, we found it here. It's made by a company called Brytech. B r y t e c h. They're located in Canada, and I have their phone number. So, Charles, if you want to write it down, uh, I'll talk for a minute, maybe make sure he's got something to write it down, but uh, it is area code 613-731-5800. So, they Can you are... you repeat that one more time, Mike? 613? Uh, area code 613-731-5800-5800. So, again, I don't know if they still make it or not, but that's who made it. I was reading a review from the... American Foundation for the Blind. Another thing we we should maybe push for, and we've been this has been going on forever and ever. And Chris, I know you would agree with me on this one: is I is accessible currency. You know, we are one of the only countries that doesn't have accessible bills. Um, in Canada, the bills are have some accessibility built in, you, so you know what bill is what. In England, they have it that way, um, and. We're, we're, we are, are really kind of behind the curve when it comes to that, but uh, that we could talk about that forever. Yeah, we can, and it'll never be solved forever, I don't think, but unfortunately. All right, Bill, turn it over to you again. All right. Um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I left Edward Schwulk out. Oh, yeah. Don't leave Ed out. We don't leave you out. Go ahead, Ed. Unmute yourself. I'm sorry about that. Please forgive me. You can beat me with a wet noodle. Sorry about that, Ed. Well, I think you deserve two wet that- noodles, but that's a... Um, I just thought I'd keep everybody updated because I missed a couple weeks from coming up here. And we uh, had our school reunion about, uh, well, it'll be almost three weeks ago. And while I was there, my wife was there, and we both contracted COVID. So, um, and it didn't, I mean, it affected my wife more than me, but see, I'm smart because I take those vitamins, you know, like the C, the D3, and the zinc. I've been taking them faithfully for two years. So, uh, but it, uh, I lost my taste for quite a while and my sense of smell, and so did my wife. She lost her. So, you know, uh, I told her this would be the perfect time to feed me broccoli because I really wouldn't care what I was eating because <laughs> I couldn't taste it and I couldn't smell it. But um, she never did, at least that I know of. Anyway, um, <clears throat> we're both finally starting to get better, but it has basically really physically wiped wiped us out I mean like a couple nights ago I decided I would fry up some chicken and stuffing you know for uh, supper and when I did that it just I mean after I did that it just I was completely wiped out I mean so it you know my brother had told me because he had it and he said well you'll get you know you'll get back to normal he goes it'll take a you know three or four weeks or whatever but you know he goes you will get back to normal but that's why i haven't been up here because uh well actually slept a lot too when i had that so yeah it was bad and were you was this your first case of covid um i personally i think it was my second because i um was really sick last year right after thanksgiving um because uh my wife's family decided instead of getting together we would go to a restaurant and uh the i mean that restaurant was packed and i was sick for about a week then i didn't go get tested because i didn't want to you know if i did have it i didn't want to infect anybody but now the second time and this is when I had it and my wife. Um, we were trying to figure out how to get tested because, uh, you know, because her parent, uh, her dad, now her mom passed away, um, actually the night we came home from the reunion. But um, we didn't want to infect anybody, so she actually called the EMS to come and get her, and they took her because, you know, her symptoms were a lot worse than mine so that's the way she got there to get tested she had to take ems because we you know like i said we didn't want to infect anybody but uh yeah it, it was that's the one thing about being blind you know or visually impaired or whatever you want to call it you cannot drive yourself <laughs> to the doctor you know so you got to find any way you can i guess to you know get there Oh, we we understand. Now, let me ask you this, if you don't mind. Had you had any prior um, vaccinations before you've got these cases? Um, I I got the one. 
Uh, I got I got the J and J. Uh huh. And okay. I I was gonna go get the booster, and then you know I mean because. I almost really didn't get it. I mean, I really almost thought about not getting it because, but then, you know, my wife said, well, she, and she never told me that I had to do it. She just, you know, kind of hinted around basically saying that, well, you know, my parents are, you know, her her mom was 92 and her dad was, or her mom was 90 and her dad was 92. And she said they would probably feel more comfortable. And I thought, well, if I get one, I'll get, because I hate needles. I said, I'll, I'll get the J&J, so I got it. And then I was going to get the booster. And then, you know, I started hearing things like, well, some people that got the booster are more susceptible to getting it again, you know, all that stuff. And I just never got around to getting it. But now I got the herd, Im- herd, I- bleh, herd immunity now. So um, hopefully that won't get it again. Well, hopefully not. Yeah, it wasn't fun. I couldn't taste food. I mean, it was really weird, <laughs> you know, having food. And I had all I bought all this flavored water, you know, the sparkling flavored water. I kind of am getting into those now, and I could not taste them. It's like, man, this really stinks. Here, I bought them, and I need you know stuff to drink, but I can't taste. But now I got my taste back and my smell back, and so it. Well, you know, you said you're weak, Ed. That that may stay with you for a while because it's, there's a thing called long COVID. Then hopefully yours will not be a long time having that problem. And I, I, well, my brother, now he told me that it affected his taste buds to where there are um, things that he used to love to eat and he can't stand to eat now. They leave like an iron taste in his mouth. And I asked him, I said, you sure it's just not your wife's cooking going downhill? And he said, well, that may be. But he said, no, he goes, it's, you know, like macaroni salad. He loves macaroni salad. But he said when he eats it, it almost tastes like he's eating in an aluminum can. Well, what surprises me about a lot of folks, Ed, is I don't believe in this COVID. I don't believe it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. And then they get so sick. It is tragic. Yeah. It's tragic. Oh, I, I always believed that there, you know, that it was there. I just, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously it was there because you know people were dying. Now they got, you know, what is it that monkey pox going around or whatever? Mm-hmm. But they don't think that that's going to be a big outbreak. Or you know, I, guess, I think they said like nationwide, there's like four thousand people that have it. But, you know, I... Now, Bill, did you guys talk last week about the accessible COVID tests, or maybe that broke after the coffee? They broke after the coffee. There are some accessible tests now. Did I not read that? Yes, uh, I think you do have to have an app on your phone to read it, though. Yeah. And I do have the phone number here, so if if you're not... you know, if you don't have a smartphone or you just want to call and get some information, I do have the toll-free number right here in front of me. I was looking at it while you were talking. Uh, that is 800-232-0233. Then I also yeah. hear there aren't a lot of them around, Mike. And yeah, it so. said it was limited supply, so they encourage people. If you have, you know, if you have a sighted partner or something to maybe save them for those who need that, but... It is something you can actually take, but I think you have to have an app on your phone to read the results. 
So you don't have to have a smartphone. Uh, it's I know they give the test different now for the COVID because when I when I got my eye operation, they gave me the one. She goes, I'm going to make you cry. I mean, she just took that thing and just shoved it. Felt like it almost went into my brain. Now, these oh, are the yeah. rapid antigen ones. Yeah. They don't do the nasal swabs at home because that's... Uh, you know, oh, no. Well, no. Um, they also, now they when they give the test, they still go up in your nose, but they don't go as far and as they told my wife, and I hope this doesn't offend or make anybody sick, but they said they don't go as far up. All they need now is boogers or snot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <So>. Ed. <laughs> well, they just went a few people's lunch. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So much for that split pea soup for lunch, huh, Jeff? <laughs> One thing uh, I read, it said it was that they were uh, Bluetooth enabled and it would give you the directions and tell you the results, so that's cool. A Bluetooth enabled test? <laughs> yeah, that's what that thing I read said. All right, Joe, thank you. We got two other hands that people want to talk uh, actually, as well. That was Ed there, Jeffrey. Yeah. All right, I'll talk to you all later. Thank Jeff, you, Ed. Jeff has all right. issues, Ed. He's okay, though. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Scott Edwards, can you unmute yourself, please? No, that's not you. Oh, that's all right. Uh, Joe thought it was you. Go ahead, Scott. Okay. Uh, getting back to what was it you? I think I mentioned a while ago. Brytech from Canada. Right. They, yeah. I have no idea. If, they were still around. They were, if it's they, still uh, made, it was. I look below. It's two hundred seventy dollars. So I think yeah. I would just. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I. I well, I because I had one from them back in the late in the mid nineties called the Note Teller. Yes, yeah, what we're I talking think I, about. I think I so. got it from, yeah, I think I got it from LSNS at the time, and and the one I got was fine for a while until they started updating the dollar bills. You know, exactly, that wouldn't read them anymore, and I never, I never did get it updated or get it, do it, get an upgrade on it. So. Yeah, it would really be better to do it on your smartphone because that way they could update yeah, it when they come out with new currency. Bigger. Yeah, nowadays it went by way of gone by way of the smartphone apps. So, yeah, thought I'd mention it. How's the weather out there in Phoenix there, Scott? Oh, God. We got up to 107 yesterday. Uh, but I'm, I'm managing to stay cool. Just stay inside most of the time. You getting any new, new toys for the convention or you getting any... I'm thinking of getting, I'm thinking of getting that Lyric. Lyric? Oh, the, the new scanner? Um, yeah. You know, we've seen that in action, the reading machine. I don't know. I I think it's a wonderful thing. It's standalone. It's small. It's rechargeable. You can take it with you. But I don't know about the accuracy that, well, it might be pretty good. I mean, so, but it's $2,000 also, Scott. Yeah, well, well, of course. Now, I was just going to get the machine itself. Not, I wasn't going to get any of the add-ons like the keypad. I know they recommend it, but I don't think I need it that badly. The keypad is an extra little keypad remote type thing, and then the Bluetooth module. I don't, I don't think I need those things. Right. But, and you can always get them later on if you need them. <laughs> well, well yeah. you, you, you might want the keypad, though, because that would let you go word by word and things like that. If it would well, be harder to I do on the might, machine. I think there are ways to do it with the buttons built, built in. Well, for those who don't know, if you go to Mystic Access, uh, they have that they did a podcast on it a few months ago. 
And oh, yeah. they're going to feature yeah, it also at the ACB. Um, it's over on those media channels, number six, I think. So. Yep, yeah. They're doing the exhibit roundup. Um, Tech Talk just did a demo of it, and guys out of Austin. Yeah, Mike Tyndall out of, yeah, Mike Tyndall with Dream Vision Group. Right. They have, they're carrying their deal, they have a deal, they're a dealer of it now, too. So, what can you pick up a hymns? What is it called? Hymns? Trail Sense uh, 6 Mini. Well, either the 6 or the Mini. Aren't they cheaper this at the convention or something? Or Did I read they this? Might possibly be on sale there. I know they've got a lot of a lot of people have convention sales going on. Super Sense is on sale now, I understand. I bought Super yeah. Sense last year from the during the convention, and uh, I got it. I got the lifetime subscription at a very reasonable price. So, and that, that, that's going to be on sale through August. Yeah, now it's I mean, like up, 50, up until August. Now it's like fifty percent off for the lifetime version. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you. Last night we had some. Well, that's all I had. Okay. Thank you, Scott. We had some envelopes. And I was going to help Jenny with the mail. So I pulled out Envision. on thing just wouldn't, would not read that envelope so well. Super Sense really, really didn't, you didn't work with it at all much. And so I think I tried something else. Finally had to pull out Lookout. And that was able to read it and scan it because I don't know what they do they turn the camera on when you're if you're in a low light situation or it's not so great and that really helps so got it read Uh, found out we got (laughs) two checks we didn't know we were supposed to have so that was kind of good we got more hands Jeff yes we do uh okay let me see. Hold on. Okay, Joe Sorensen, you're next, and then Julie McCullough will be next after you. Go ahead. Oh, oh, hi. Good morning. We had a computer problem that kicked me out of Zoom. But I quickly got, wow, right back in. But anyway, it temperature has risen to 69 degrees. Clear skies, sunshine up to 87 degrees. Nice We've had a monsoon season annually, and it's been raining. We could have flown it away, except we don't have a boat. Now, Jeff, if you could send a boat this way next time it rains like that, and then we can float down there, and then you can buy us meals and everything, and you can do that all on your bank account. (laughs) I will talk to the gods, okay? Okay. Anyway, I have a, a technical question, if anybody knows. We have Windows 10 Outlook 2013. And uh, what, what, what command is it to, to delete a, a folder? I got a couple folders I've been trying to, to delete. Yeah. Oh, I think that's real easy. You probably just find the folder you want to delete, you know, get on it. Yeah. And then just flat out hit your delete key. You might have to use the application I tried that. key. We tried that and it didn't work. 
What did it say? Did it say anything? No, it didn't say. It didn't say anything. Try the shift delete. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll, oh, okay. I'll, oh, okay. I'll, I'll try that. Yeah. yeah. Or the shift F10 would give you menu options. Maybe you can yeah. do things with the folder. Okay, so we'll try either. Either we'll, one. We'll we knew try that. Both those. We knew that one of you guys would be able to help. Let's see. I, I, I thought of that at first. I thought, what? Well, just simply, all I had to do is press the delete key. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that worked when we had it on Windows, you know, when we had Windows 7, but I wasn't sure about Windows 10. But so. anyway, does this, those are actually good options. We'll, we'll work at it. So, Yeah, we got a couple of folders that, that we don't need we anymore. Gotta, we got to fold away here. <laughs> but anyway, um, good morning, everybody. I just wanted to do that. But also... Um, Bill, a nice suggestion next time you, if you do that, just make sure that all of your burgers are off before you're doing anything up with, you know, because that way you can prevent the accidents from happening again. But, uh, you know, I agree with everybody else. I'm glad you, you're okay, but that is scary. And um, then you were talking, you guys were talking about, you know, with the electricity going out. And and uh, the fire alarms and whatnot that actually happened to us too. We, well, our electricity had gone out. It was a kind of sort of a citywide deal uh, um, outage, and we were just coming back from an errand that we ran. I had we had no idea that the electricity was out. But when we and I went in, now I happened to have a little bit of vision, and so. Uh, I thought, well, maybe because I was wearing a mask at the time, and then I, I uh, thought, well, maybe my glasses had fogged up because I could, you know. And but when I went in, I there was nothing, and we in results of that we got stuck with uh, down there on in the lobby um, because the. They, you know, because there was all the electricity in the whole building was out, and the elevators did not work. Somebody, there were a couple of people that actually got stuck in an elevator, oh, and um, so they had to call the fire department to help them get out. <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm glad that wasn't us, but we got stuck down in the lobby for two hours before them once the and never let that happen. You, you live on the third floor, floor and you have to go to the bathroom and you use a wheelchair. That is very uncomfortable. I I can speak from experience. <laughs> okay, I've looked this up for you, and it did say yes. Shift F10 followed by the letter D, as in delete, and you can delete that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. oh, okay, great. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you. Mike, you're, our tech, you're our tech guru today, Mike. Yeah, he is. I'm just, well, I actually went to lawfare.com. You know, I created that site for others and i find i use it myself when keyboard shortcuts questions Thank like you guys. that come up can you talk Thank about you. your site i'll just a little bit for those who may not know i mean i think we should give it a plug because you've been using it i've been using it but not for that but uh, maybe you want to talk about your site just briefly and then we'll get to julie mccullough but anyway i just thought i'd share that story with you okay. thank you thank you ellen yeah sure. 
Well, I'll just quickly say it's Loftware.com, L-A-U-F as in Frank, W-A-R-E.com. So if you need any Windows software, but what I went through, someone gave me suggestions about keyboard shortcuts. So if I know of some, I put right next to the link for the software a list of the keyboard shortcuts. And I did it for all the Office stuff and, you know, Thunderbird, the web browsers, some of the audio players, the different things that I could find. Uh, so, and let me see what that was, because there was a one website that had a lot of them itself in that one entity. I think it was something like, no, that one was Microsoft. There was uh, shortcutworld.com or something like that. So, there's two websites you can go to to get those if you need them. Yeah, that's a good thing, Mike. I went in the other week, and this had nothing to do with that, but I went in and did it myself, Michael. I went in and repaired .com and .net, or .org and .net, Michael, from... Oh, your certificates for your websites? Yes. Yeah, you could do that yourself, make new ones. Um, I did That's it. good, you got that working again. You like that radio database, right, for you? Yeah, I, I, I did that. I went in and said, hey, this can be fixed, and I did it. So, how long in the last day? Yeah, those are updated every 90 days. So right. Maybe it'll, who knows how long it'll work, but, and it may work for a couple of years, but those free certificates change every 90 days. Actually, you really need to buy one, but I wanted to get some other things fixed first. Well, if you're selling things, yes, you de- definitely should have, you know, buy one. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But I wanted to tell you that I figured that out, and... Got it going. So it was um, something else. Do we got? Do we have Julie? We have. Do we have yeah. Julie? 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 Do you love me? By Bobby Sherman. Anthem. Unmute yourself, Julie. I I am unmuted, aren't I? Yep, you are. Okay. All right. My understanding is that um, with hands with the Braille Sense six. I think they have $600 off now. Now, maybe that's if you give something to trade in, but it doesn't have to be their product that you trade into, um, is my understanding, because they know I have a Braille Note Touch. And um, so, and that it's like $5,000, I think, with um, Dream Vision Group. Yeah, there's Dream Vision Group. But they don't ship to everywhere. They're not a total... Um, that's a group that the guy was on the other night. and um, You might want to check with Hims themselves, because I saw something saying that they were going to have $950 off some products. Oh. Right, so... Okay. Well, I had talked to Hims, and when I the person I talked to had said that it was going to be... Um, like $600 off, but they might have changed their minds about that. Well, you want to, Julie, there's, this week there's what they call convention specials, so you uh-huh. want to contact, this would be the week to be talking, this coming week, be, to talk to these different companies if you want a discount. Yes. Conventions okay. going on. Now, but you said that Dream Vision does not ship everywhere? No, they they can only sell... The HIMS products in specialized area. I mean, in certain areas. So, because somebody was calling from Florida and they said they didn't know if they could ship them there, 
they had some other places they weren't sure on. So you might want to okay. check that okay. out very carefully. Yes. Don't they have an office in Texas? They do. They used to. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've talked to, I think whoever I talked to was maybe in Texas. It was in Austin. Yeah. Um, so, okay. There, there was several of them. And, yeah, there was some of them. And then, of course, Humanware has some, I think they have some sales, too. Yeah, they, and so I will check with them again, because what they told me last week about convention may be different than what's going to happen now at convention. Um, I, I don't know what they're having. Um, Jenny's interested in a Braille printer. So, uh-huh. so we've got to find maybe what the best one is. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one I might get to look at. I not at convention necessarily, but uh, somebody has a kind I hadn't heard of. But they, she's got a paper jam in it, and um, she wanted Ralph or her his son to come over and uh, you know to watch the YouTube videos so they could see the machine and. And come and help her get that paper jam out. Um, uh, so she, I don't know, but it, I haven't gotten to see it yet. <laughs> good so, old paper jam. Now some states have a loaner program, and I know Indiana does through the Easter Seals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now that you're in Florida, Bill, but I don't know if they actually get braille printers. That way, Jennifer could try different ones and see which one she would like, because. Well, I think she's done a lot of reading, um, so I don't know which, you know, is the best. But but I know the two companies, you're not going to go too wrong either way. It's just a matter of preference. But that, There's the Romeo and Juliet ones, and, 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 and my friend has one that's called a... An index braille, and it, this this I, th- I think they have a, a few different kinds, but I think this one is called an Everest. Oh my, those things go way back. What are you suggesting these days, Jennifer? Well, it depends. I I have an older index that is just a workhorse, and I'm really disappointed that they won't clean it anymore because that's all that it needs is just cleaned but because it basically still works and and I still like the braille on it and I've seen the braille on the new Juliet 120 which is as far as I can tell the fastest of them that are you know within a normal person's price range you can get some pretty high-end industrial embossers. But, and I have an older Columbia, but I've never been very happy with the Braille that it produces. It's too soft. You can read it, but it's not very firm. So I don't know. I Probably the Juliet or the Index are well within my price range and I know that View Plus has a new one that I might read about but 
A lot of it out there. A lot of it out there, but that braille on that Columbia is weaker than Julie's kitten. It is weak, weak, weak. And I don't so think you We have a call or uh, on the request line. <laughs> okay. Should I go ahead? Sure. Yes, hi. This is Deal in Sock Rapids, Minnesota here. And I have a um, question for the coffee club crew. I was just wondering, I have a scanner that I bought through Computer Repair Unlimited, but I'm finding out that with some of my mail, how can it be a PDF right away? <laughs> I put some mail in the scanner. Um, a couple days ago, I'd gotten some mail from the from you know just some mail and it was uh, PDF or something like that so it read certain things and the rest of it didn't read so uh, what do I do in a case like that fortunately uh, Wendy can read these things to me but I'm wondering you know what to do about a situation like that if someone can help me with that or give me an idea about that and I hope someone gets to this message before the coffee club is over. Uh, thank you so much for your help, and have a great day. Bye. Well, Jeff, you may be able to answer that one. I don't. Um, I haven't run into PDFs that I that I've scanned with my flatbed scanner. Um, and and the one I have, which is the Sari, even though it's old, but it seems to read everything I have except. Except sometimes if I have a, a, a package that's food-oriented, like it could read the recipe for a Hormel meatloaf that I bought, but I was able to look it up online. So go ahead, Dave. I wonder if there is a setting in her scanner that tells it how to scan. You mean the, the granularity and the... And the, the no, I mean to scan as a PDF or scan as a whatever. Yeah, it's kind of hard to know without knowing what her scanner is, the software, you know, what's... What about the the JAWS PDF conversion? Is that any good? Would it be... Would you Lots of times it is. I mean, Lots of times it's very good. It's very good, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, for those who are interested, if if you want to buy Open Book, I know they're discontin- they say they're not supporting it, but they're selling it at the convention for 195 And I know they're selling the Pearl, which is their scanner. Uh, which is very portable. That's going to be on sale for till I believe I forgot when when it ends, but that's going to be on sale for a while for two hundred bucks. That's a that's a, a bit a bit of a discount. So both those things are going to be available. One thing, if you have a printer, I've printed PDFs that aren't accessible before and scanned them that way on a sheet of paper. So when you printed them and you scanned them, both the scanner read them with no problem, Jennifer. Yeah. As long as it, as long as you open the document it, and you can print it, yeah, it'll. Then you can scan the sheet of paper without any trouble. Yeah, but that's the way like DocuScan works. So I think it'll literally prints, makes a printer copy of it. Uh, I. But, but Gail, if you use Jaws, and I think you do, you could just put that PDF. And Jaws and do that, and someone could explain how to do that. To maybe it convert, get a better read on it, possibly. Probably does it, the same thing. 
I had an interesting problem, Mike. My my landlord or the company that, I, that we use, they use a thing called Constant Contact. It's a mail, you know, you've heard of it. Like it's like Mailchimp and all these other programs that do it. And when they send out uh, not- notices in the email, you can't read them with uh, the Jaws OCR. You can't read them with uh, the the cell phone. The image thing on the Apple on the iPhone won't read them. Nothing will read them. The uh, the only way I could I could read them is actually get someone to print that out and put it in my scanner. It would not read with any OCR software that I had on my computer. I've never seen that before. Sometimes it's because they they even take a picture of it. Because I did a a project that I could, that was in Word, and I couldn't get anything that would read it either. Because they took pictures of the text and put it in Word. And I had to get Ira to help me. And we found some software that would convert pictures and take the text down of it and convert it into text so that you could at least get enough of it to do what you needed to do. Yeah, they do. iOS 16 coming up is going to be able to read extract text from pictures. Well, that's cool because, you know, I got one yesterday. No, on Monday, I think it was, or last week. It was for an ice cream soldier that the company that owns our building was doing yesterday, which I couldn't read. But I wasn't going to go to the ice cream social anyway because I knew it would, be, it would be hugely crowded. But it was available to me to go to, but I couldn't read the message. But the subject said it all. So, you know, I got the gist of what it was about. Speaking of ice cream, do we have a recipe? Hey, Chris, where's the recipe? We're all hungry, Chris. Who's hungry? We do have a recipe today. And for those of you who are subscribed to the Coffee Club, you will get the recipe in two versions. There's a big version and a little version. So there's an 8x8 and a 9x13. The recipe I'm going to give today is for the 8x8 because I figure that's what people would use more. It is called chicken supreme and this became one of our favorites back in the 80s and we've been making it ever since my parents and i made it the people in the fort smith office i worked in made it and we're still making it so anyway you need four chicken breasts or thighs boneless skinless thawed you need flour salt and pepper for dredging and i would recommend about a cup of flour about a teaspoon of salt and about a quarter teaspoon of pepper mixed together one can cream of chicken soup and one soup can of water and it fill it about an inch from the top and a half a stick or one quarter cup of butter and some cooking spray what you're going to do is you're going to spray your 8x8 with Pam just to ensure that nothing sticks. And you're going to put your butter in there. And you're going to preheat the oven to 350 and put your pan in the preheated oven for about 5 minutes for the butter to melt. While you're doing that, you're going to dredge your chicken in the salt, pepper, and flour. And when you pull that hot pan out of the oven, you're going to place the chicken in the butter in one layer you're going to return it to the oven for 15 minutes you're going to take it out and turn it over put it back in for 15 minutes more what that does basically it just browns the chicken and 
lets the flour stick a little bit to it. After you turn it over and put it back in for 15 minutes, you're going to take it out. You're going to put your soup and water, which I like to mix because that way you're sure you get a good coverage. And you're going to pour that over the chicken and you're going to put it back in for 30 more minutes. It sounds like a lot of trouble, but it's not. It And that stuff is really, really good. And the leftovers, if you make the 9 by 13 pan, are especially good over biscuits that you've baked and split. I'm hungry already, Chris. Now, if you kept the skin on the thighs, would that ruin it? or? Um, Probably not, but you're not going to get... They're not going to get real crispy since you pour the soup over them. Okay, so, yeah, good I don't know. The skin might get sort of messed up. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't hurt it, but it just might not be that good because it wouldn't be that crispy. The skin wouldn't be crispy, probably. Because what it does, the flour actually eventually comes off of the chicken for the most part and makes a sort of a gravy with the soup and the water. It doesn't look like testing your recipe, Chris. You can do it with bone-in chicken on top of the stove because I had a secretary that used to do that, but I never did mine that way. Does it taste good? Oh, yeah. Now, what's the difference between the long version and the short version? Well, it's not a. It's a big version versus a little version. The big version is for a nine by thirteen, which that's is that's for what a Dave Riker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is good though. <laughs> that's for a Dave. So, Chris, are you guys making anything special for the Fourth of July coming up with Chris or? Right? Well, we hadn't got that far yet. I well, we might grill, but Dave has a birthday the day after, so. And that's I'll always be fried chicken. Fried chicken for that. So I don't know that if we do something for the fourth, it'll be something not huge. Can you do fried chicken in the um, in the one that cooks on both sides? What's that called? The oh, of course the, the dual, dual blaze. blaze. Yeah, you you can, you can grill do it fried or anything. fry it. Eat well, whichever not, way you well, want to do it. Not in the arrow, not in the dual blaze. You, the arrow blaze you could grill, but in the dual yeah, blaze you I mean. could you could yeah. do fried chicken. You can fry anything you want to in there. I mean, tur- chicken, pork chops, whatever. Chicken turns out really good in the air fryer. Have you ever cooked potatoes in there? Not fried potatoes, but the kind of potatoes you like to cut up. Oh, the Just potato like, chunks? Oh, no, you're talking about sliced potatoes or potato chunks? Potato chunks, like you do. Potato chunks. Potato yeah. chunks. Yeah. Yep. In fact, we did some in there just the other day. I wish yeah. we could make some potato wedges. I, I kind of like those. You could. You yeah. could. That's a good potato wedge recipe. Uh, what's the name of that thing that, just, that uh, Jeff, uh, what's his name? Jeff, um, I'm QVC, I've got, I've got, I forget his last name. Um, Sakarian. Zakarian. Yeah, Zak- Zakarian. Doesn't he have that uh, thing that, you, that, that that chops vegetables or cuts them up into wedges so that you can fry the potatoes and? Um, that that that's the mandolin, the easy slice. Yeah, that's um, the one. I don't believe that makes wedges. 
No, it, it, it makes round. Yeah, I make round. That'd be worth like fried potatoes. Yeah. yeah. But wedges aren't that hard to make, really. No, it does make, it'll make. Matchsticks. Uh, yeah, matchsticks. And you can, of course, you can make them thicker, so they're more like French fries. But, but. to wedge, that the wedges I'm thinking of are pretty good size. They used to call them mojo potatoes in some places a long time ago. Boy, that's Some places way. call them JoJo's. JoJo's. Yeah. Potato yeah, they're chunks. They're big in Indiana. Oh, yeah, they are. Now, could you do zucchini, uh, like fried zucchini yeah. in the Do grill? anything you want. You can put anything in there. Hmm. I've never done fried zucchini in there because we're not that crazy about it. But Oh, it's awesome. But you could. Selena makes it in the skillet. We take that zucchini and make them, you know, look it's like potatoes or whatever and put some onion in there. All you know, the fried zucchini's not bad, you know. And, uh, I'll, even I like that. And I don't like much, I don't like many vegetables, but that's not too bad. I kind of like that. Why green tomatoes are good too? I don't know if oh, you could no, do no, that. No, 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 no. I don't like those. I, I, I thought that was my a mother mo- loved them. I thought that was a movie. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was a movie and a book. We ought to do that some week. What is the food you can't stand under any circumstances? I think I'll disqualify myself because you already know my oh yeah avocado. I cannot eat an avocado. I don't like no. those either, Mike. I don't. I don't know what, what people find in them. I just don't like them either. Most really? cheese. You don't like avocados either, Chris. I said most cheese. Yes. What about oh, yeah, you? Yeah, that's why you don't like any kind of cheese, really. What about you, Dave? Well, I don't like tuna. You couldn't pay me to eat t- tuna because that's one of my. And I was going to say, when you go to the school for the blind, they always serve it at some point. Yeah, and, and liver. He and doesn't I don't like, like liver. liver and onions. Either. I don't want to. I don't want to eat Illinois liver. tuna casserole. They called it tuna wiggle. I'm getting sick just thinking about that. Go ahead, Julie. Unmute yourself, please. Well, <clears throat> some things that we've done with avocados is we make an avocado chocolate shake. And um, I found a recipe for an avocado chocolate mousse. It's one of those things that tastes like you've been making it all day, but it's not like that. And it's very decadent, and you probably would not know there were avocados in either one of those things. But... Um, there used to be a, a cooking program on, like, the Discovery Health Channel when they still had that. Um, and um, they said that avocados are something that are very high in potassium. So those are some ways that they can be palatable. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. I mean, they're good for you, especially if you're doing yes. the keto thing because they're, they're about fat that your body needs. But And I could eat it in, like, guacamole, which is... Not really my favorite, but I could eat it that way. But just to eat a plain avocado. Yeah, but my best, my favorite avocado, and they had a really good flavored avocados, was at, um, hmm, I'm thinking it was at Chichi's or Carlos O'Kelly's or something. And it was basically just the uh, the guacamole was basically just plain mashed up avocados. And I went to a restaurant once where they had an avocado toast, and they, I think they had onions and 
maybe some all different things on with it on it. That's good. And that and that was good. Yeah, some people eat yeah. with crackers. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful by the way when buying avocados. Um the store that we buy from on Instacart had avocados for six dollars each. Oh, oh my. Um, but another store with, that we sometimes go to had them for five for five dollars. <laughs> so, so you just never know as far as prices, but uh, watch prices on Instacart for sure. Oh wow! Well, and and some and I know a couple of women who used to buy them, and they were larger ones and stuff. They bought them at a Mexican market. You know, and sometimes. Uh, I'm not a big shopper here, but Aldi's can get you a lot cheaper prices on some of those things like that. Mm-hmm. If you have an Aldi's in Well, I like area. in the summertime, they have those fresh fruit and vegetable stands. Well, nobody moves into... The farmers and stuff. Those nobody are, moves into oh, a yeah. neighbor's house. We can go steal his avocados. They have an mm-hmm. Aldi. <laughs> nice, nice, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. He'll never yeah. know. Yeah, we're just... Dave R. is gone. Is Chris gone? Yeah. No, Chris is still here. Chris? Oh, okay. So we're just about ready to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, it's about 10.58, Bill. It's thanks to everybody. Michael, thanks for all your phone and your expertise there. Thanks, everyone. Um... Say happy birthday to your iPhone, guys. It's 15 years old today. 15 years Man. old today. Oh. 15 years old today. Is that when it came? Well, that's an original. I celebrate, I think it was June 9th of 2009, because that's when the 3GS, the first accessible iPhone, came out. But Oh. Yeah, today's the anniversary of the first iPhone. Because the first ones were not accessible, were they? The first few iPhones I guess from Apple. It was three because it was the 3GS was the first one I bought it. It was June 9th of '09. Yeah, I remember that. So, does anybody have anything real quick before we start punching up buttons here? And just wish everyone a happy Fourth of July and have fun and be safe. Yeah, we'll try to be safe here and no more things like the other day and that kind of stuff. And Isn't it time for Dick from Milwaukee to call it? Yeah. <laughs> Usually about now. Yeah. The last 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say make sure people know that we will not be on next week. That's right. No Tim show or Bill shows next week. I'll be back on Saturday for the Classic Country. But there will be no shows on during the week. And uh, we're just kind of recharging, re resetting back up. Um, I'm working on a, a new automation station here and getting that set up and getting just getting a lot of work done that I normally just don't take the time to do. We 
We'll be on next Monday with Mix It Up Monday, though. Maybe you'll be on. Maybe well, we you'll be on. on. <laughs> That's we're mm. we're shutting the legend down for maintenance. Uh, so no, you'll be on. You'll be on for the Mix It Up Monday show. For, I think they expect holiday pay, Bill. Do they? Well, yeah. we're, we're going down for maintenance on Sunday. We'll be <laughs> back on Tuesday. Dave said he accidentally knocked himself out of the meeting. Yeah, yeah. I accidentally bumped the space bar. And it, it can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this will be up in podcast version, so if you want to share this with a few million of your best friends, even if you yeah, don't want to share people it. That, tell people, I didn't realize that, that you're podcast player that you have you get a 1.25 or 1.5 x so folks like to speed it up then go right to the website yeah. and listen to the recent show and speed it up and that's very cool cue and review go back and forward if you miss something go back a little bit it's kind of neat yeah so there's um plenty of actually it works pretty well in transistor it works pretty well and now we'll be on for all things radio tomorrow night and that'll be it for two weeks. And so it's just a time to enjoy things. So, all right, guys, thank you. I'm going to go hit a magic a button here and we'll be gone. Tim, have a great show, buddy. <laughs>